0: Hello and welcome to the Date Night Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Russell, and with me is my co-host, Ashley Russell.
1: What up, peeps?
0: This is a show where each week, Ashley and I, we talk about a new movie that's playing in theaters, and then we break it down whether we thought it was good or bad, and whether or not it would make for a good date movie. On this episode, we're talking about Dark Phoenix. This is the latest and presumably last entry in the- Hopefully.
1: Hopefully last.
0: I mean, this series has been running uh, for almost 20 years. Yeah. The IMDb plot summary reads, Jean Grey begins to develop incredible powers that corrupt and turn her into a dark phoenix. Now the X-Men will have to decide if the life of a team member is worth more than all the people living in the world. This movie has a 22% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is the lowest of the series. And it opened this past weekend to about $33 which is the lowest opening of the series and it had a, a B minus cinema score
1: so great numbers
0: which is the lowest <laughs> audience grade of the entire series so this is this did not open well i mean some are some are saying it's a disaster and the writing's been kind of on the wall for this movie for a while it was supposed to come out later last year but then it was pushed to february and then it was pushed again there were some reshoots and you know the fox disney merger happened and there were some people even speculating that this would end up streaming go straight to streaming that's not good that's not good uh but before we dig into this film let's talk about the x-men series in general what are what are your thoughts are you a fan of these movies
1: Yes. I'm a fan of the X Men movies, but I'm more of a fan of the, the more recent
0: Like the rebooted first yeah, class.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. James McAvoy. Oh my god. Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender, As oh Magneto. my god. Heartbeat, yeah. heartbeat, 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 go- <laughs> heartbeat. Thump 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 thump.
0: Sure. Yeah, no, we get it. (laughs) Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique in those movies. Jennifer Lawrence
1: as Mystique, Has a good cast, for sure.
0: You know, that First Class, which came out in 2011, that was like a surprisingly good movie. You know, this series, going back to, you know, the first film in 2000, it stayed relevant. It did stay relevant. By, you know, taking some chances. Yeah. And it's kind of reinvented itself throughout the years. You have the highs of something like Logan.
1: I love Logan. Logan was really cool. They took a chance on allowing it to be rated R
0: for sure and well and they also took that chance with deadpool yeah i mean deadpool is kind of its own side thing i mean barely really related to like the ensemble films yeah
1: but it's kind of funny because deadpool always he makes fun of them he makes fun of the x-men he wants yeah, to be a part of the right. x-men
0: but you know these ensemble films i don't know uh I mean, how did you feel about apocalypse that came out a couple years ago that's where you got oscar isaac as a giant smirk.
1: yeah i think i, I, I liked apocalypse mm-hmm. And you know it's I did goofy. I did like Apocalypse. Uh, I mean it was interesting story. Um and that's when I guess you kind of realize who Dark Phoenix is or the power that
0: I guess it hints at it, right? Yeah. This story, the Dark Phoenix story, I mean it's I'm not familiar with it from the comics, but it's it's highly revered uh, from the comic storyline, but it's also been done on screen previously in 2006 is x-men the last stand and in that film i
1: remember that where magneto recruits her because she's like a level five or level six like she's the most powerful mutant
0: uh she's played by uh K johnson in that film and that movie i like
1: her i like her a lot as as well
0: i mean compared to sophie turner yeah
1: sophie turner's just different
0: that that movie the last stand it was co-written by simon kinberg Mm -hmm. And he's kind of stayed on this franchise as, like, writer, producer, pretty much all throughout ever since. And here he's stepping into the directing chair for the first time.
1: Oh, so.
0: This is his first time at bat as director. holy
1: crap, how did he mess up so bad on this last movie?
0: So you're saying, not good. (laughs) Spoiler. (laughs) I think he he got the job because, he's again, he's been around for a while. I think the cast kind of went to bat for him. But um, you're saying he he dropped the ball. What what are your thoughts on? I mean, obviously Dark Phoenix? he
1: dropped the ball. I mean, well, look box at the numbers. Office, holy, the numbers holy crap. are really crappy.
0: It's I mean a disaster. <laughs>
1: um, Dark Phoenix just was a pile of crap. <laughs> I mean, they underutilized characters. They made...
0: Like which ones? Which ones are underutilized?
1: Well, I think Michael Fassbender was definitely underutilized.
0: He doesn't really come in until halfway through. Jennifer
1: Lawrence was definitely underutilized. Yep. I mean, you're taking... Quicksilver. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. Oh, oh, the quick guy. Is that Quicksilver? Quicksilver. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, oh my God. The reason why Apocalypse worked was because of Quicksilver. And that character like One
0: one scene, that was really good.
1: That comedy into it, that was just amazing. I mean, it was just... It's memorable. And I'm sorry, but Jessica Chastain, what the fuck? She looked awful. I know she was supposed to be an alien, but I was very disappointed in her performance.
0: She's playing a character who is, early on, inhabited by an alien. And the name is Vuk? Vuk? (laughs)
1: I guess.
0: That's what she's credited on IMDb. VUK. V-U-K. And, um... Yeah. So uh, yeah, this this movie it's about Jean Grey. She absorbs a solar flare while they're yeah. doing a rescue mission in outer space, and it turns out that solar flare has alien powers, or like aliens want to aliens manipulate. They wanted
1: her. that power. I it's don't just think some it kind of power. Alien power. They didn't go into what kind of power it was.
0: It's just it's attractive to these aliens
1: because that power mm. or that surge of power destroyed their world. And so they wanted to harness that power.
0: Through Jean Gray.
1: Through Jean Gray to rebuild their planet or build their planet on Earth.
0: And so, yeah, Jessica Chastain is I
1: mean a whack out story, right?
0: I actually I mean I would say like the story itself, the basic components of this story are compelling enough. You know, you have this young girl, she absorbs these powers, it's more than she can kind of handle. And, you know, she's kind of being manipulated towards the dark side, so to speak. I, I think it's all kind of compelling. The execution is, is lacking.
1: It did not connect to the older movies at all. And we'll go into spoilers. But there are some major mishaps that really mess it up for me.
0: Uh, I think what, what happened is that Days of Future passed. And if you remember, you know, that's the film that kind of brought together both generations of actors Wolverine, he goes back in time before like a robot invasion can happen. And he helps young Professor X stop Mystique from trying to assassinate a president (laughs) like that. That's what's going on. And so when he returns, I think that creates an alternate timeline. And that movie, I believe, erased The Last Stand. So that's why we're kind of redoing The Dark Phoenix here. But yeah, I believe that's the explanation. Like the prequel films now, they're on a different timeline. So whatever happens after Dark Phoenix, it wouldn't be X-Men 1, 2, and 3. It would be something else. I don't know why they did this. They didn't exploit the creative possibilities of that. Explain? Yeah, it's kind of unsatisfying, especially nowadays where we're used to coherency. And I actually thought X-Men Days of Future Past did a good job kind of making it seem like all these films are connected in a coherent circle, but quickly abandoned. (laughs) I thought, considering what what it was dealing with, Days of Future Past did do a good job of bringing both of those timelines and you know different generations of cast members together in a storyline that made some kind of sense. I would say, like, you don't need Apocalypse. You needed Logan. Logan's the perfect send off. Yeah, you had the perfect send off. It was called Logan. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't need Apocalypse, and you didn't need this film. I would argue. I mean, you can do your Deadpool movies that's separate, but the X Men saga. Should have ended with Logan. Yeah. You know, I've read interviews with Simon Kimberg. He's like, you know, my approach for this, it was more intimate, more character driven. And I mean, that's a fine approach. I mean, that's what they did on Logan. Yeah. They successfully but pulled Logan, that off.
1: Logan was... You had a
0: compelling actor at the center of it.
1: Well, yeah, but
0: and they stripped away all the visual effects. Bullshit. Yeah, they did, and, yeah. and
1: let it be acting.
0: Right. Yeah, it really was very stripped out. It didn't. It didn't play like a typical superhero movie. No, it, it did played not. like a you know dystopian western. I mean, they really. I mean, yeah, what they did with that was really radical. That's the high point of this series, and I, I think you agree. with This this movie just feels really uh, pointless. Yeah,
1: it and really does.
0: Just not not essential in, in any way. The opening scene. I mean, pretty. Awesome car crash. It
1: was a cool... It it started off very good.
0: Yeah. And in that car crash, we're led to believe both of her parents are dead.
1: And that her powers are the ones that caused it. But her powers are also the ones that saved her
0: and protected her from the crash. She creates like a force field around herself. Professor Xavier, he takes her in. He basically kind of gaslights her a little bit and
1: manipulates her mind.
0: Manipulates her mind, yeah. Yeah. Gaslighting, yeah. Super superhero gaslighting, so that she doesn't really quite know the truth of what went down on that crash. And this is, I guess, you know, I mean, real mild spoiler. Um, You know, the dad is still alive, and so she has a confrontation with the dad. Which I thought was pretty awkward. Yeah, (laughs) pretty terribly acted. It
1: was very poorly acted. Let's get into the acting. Yeah,
0: what what's up with with Sophie Turner? Like, is she like you watch Game of Thrones? I I don't watch that. She's on that. Is she good on that? (laughs)
1: I think they could have definitely cast somebody else for this role that looked more like dark hair, I mean, instead of red hair. I mean, why couldn't they? D- I mean, I know some... I don't some care so- about the hair. I mean, I someone do. who can
0: emote. I, do, I need someone who can emote. You can dye a person's hair. You just but need someone didn't. who can e- emote. Does she emote on Game of Thrones?
1: I mean, not really. She's more like pissed off, brooding type on Game of Thrones. Well, this last season, I will say that she's that. But no, I mean, she was kick ass.
0: She's good on that show? Yeah. Okay. I'm like,
1: my mind is going back to the first season, I mean, of Game of Thrones and then going to the Battle of the Bastards and Game of Thrones. And it, it was just, she
0: really did a good job.
1: But we have that same argument with Captain Marvel, too.
0: Right. Well, with Captain Marvel, I think it's more of an issue of, like, miscasting. Like, Brie Larson has proven she can act. Brie Larson can act. I, like, Sophie Turner... You don't know. I, I do. Sophie Turner physically seems like she's well cast for the role. But, like, when it's required for her to emote in any significant way, she comes up short. Yeah. Like, we have a bunch of close-ups of her where it's... I mean, it's it's nothing. It's like
1: dead in the face. I mean,
0: pretty yeah, like just dead eyed, and
1: you. Need, that's a shame. You need someone who can.
0: I mean, do you agree, or is that just me?
1: No, this movie absolutely. 100%. You thought you thought she was
0: bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if like she's she always bad. She was better
1: bad in the first two movies.
0: In uh, in apocalypse.
1: Apocalypse, and then isn't there one before she, she that? Didn't, she didn't.
0: It was just apocalypse. So that, that's where she was introduced. Oh, okay. She doesn't do much in that. But he, here she's front and exactly.
1: center. Exactly. Maybe like.
0: I don't know what the deal is, but like, I I can't remember the last like big budget movie I've seen that had such a huge like vacuum of like charisma and talent at the center of it. Usually, movie studios oh God, they hire yeah. charismatic actors. I mean, James
1: even James McAvoy was not underutilized. I mean, like
0: all the actors are giving career worst performances. Jessica yes. Chastain, this is her worst performance, but in her scenes against Sophie Turner. Even Jessica Chastain's worst acting, she's still going circles around Sophie Turner. Yes, that's how bad she is, and that's why I would prefer like The Last Stand, and that's a movie that uh, I mean people do not uh, think fondly of X Men: The Last Stand. uh, That was directed by Brett Ratner. (laughs) It's, It's another problem with these movies. Half of them are directed by like Brett Ratner. Well, Br- uh, Brett Radner or uh, Brian Singer. I mean, oh,
1: snap. Ha- so half of them are oh directed by, like, sex offenders. R- rapists.
0: <laughs> Which is not good. That makes it not fun to revisit. <laughs> but, yeah, that's why I prefer The Last Stand, because the acting is so much better. Like, Fomke Johnson, again, she's acting circles around uh, Sophie Turner yeah. uh, in-, in this role. Like, Fomke Johnson was really great. I mean, it- people criticize The Last Stand because it shortchanged the phoenix storyline it made it like the secondary storyline the a storyline was like the mutant cure yeah this movie prioritizes the phoenix storyline and supposedly it's you know going to be better as a result but again i preferred the last stand yeah because the acting was better like yeah. i felt the emotion and Fonky johnson in just her few scenes there she's bringing it she's totally committed she's great Again, that's not a great movie. <laughs> it's, it's not great at all. But it, it's—I thought it was better than this. And even a bad X-Men movie—and there's there's several—even a bad X-Men movie is usually entertaining because yeah. it's it's lively, it's energetic, it's over the top. I don't
1: know. I could almost see this like, one's boring. Yeah, I can almost see like the harness strings and like them, you know, in the fight. I, I don't know. Like
0: it felt stiff. Yeah. Oh yeah. The the direction is bad. The filmmaking is lethargic. There's not. It really any energy behind the camera going on yeah i feel like the score is doing most of the heavy lifting the score is pretty good it's from Hans zimmer um, it, it's kind of just like pounding away the whole time yeah it's doing the heavy lifting as far as like making you feel some sort of suspense and i guess one other little thing i'll give this uh, you know there's a climactic train scene which is pretty good
1: that was good I I think it's that was probably the best you know
0: it's the only action scene in the whole movie but it's pretty solid you get some pretty good uh, just like superhero
1: kick assness
0: action moments yeah Yeah. and I think that was um, the reshoot like the big reshoots was that climax
1: oh well that's probably a good thing because that was (laughs) sure for whatever reason that
0: for whatever reason that sequence is good but it's surrounded by a whole lot of nothing
1: God, I can't even imagine what this movie would be like without that scene.
0: Exactly. Yeah, like if you're stuck watching it, I mean, at least, you know, you got some light at the end of the tunnel. Literally. Literally. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> let's let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll get into spoilers.
1: Yeah, I'm ready to deep dive into those
0: spoilers. <laughs> All right, we're back. And we're going to get into spoilers for Dark Phoenix.
1: I have two big, huge pet peeves.
0: Yeah, I think I know what one of them is.
1: First pet peeve is this movie didn't even explore the fact that Quicksilver and Magneto were family.
0: True. that's set up pretty... Heavily. I mean,
1: holy shit, that is a, a big storyline that they could have added to this movie that they chose. Oh, it doesn't mean anything. Oh, no, that would have made it because then that would have put Quicksilver and Magneto had it like the second tier storyline.
0: It would have at least involved Quicksilver more in the action. Yeah. Right. Because he gets he's totally gone after the first half. Yeah. Yeah, he's totally underused.
1: Well, Magneto's not even used until the second half.
0: Right. Personally, like, I didn't care much about that storyline, but it was definitely set up in the two previous films. Like, it is heavily set up. (laughs) Yes. So they should do something with it.
1: I mean, come on. You have this opportunity. What are you
0: setting up if you're not going to follow through? Well,
1: especially since this movie was evolved around family drama. I mean, you have... The Dark Phoenix going back and confronting her dad, and realizing that her, her dad didn't come looking for her, and that her dad knew that she was something else and couldn't deal with her, and blamed scared. her for killing h- the mom for killing the mom. Yeah, I mean, you could have definitely side or like this, a second angle would be the turmoil or the the conflict between Quicksilver and Magneto having that kind of who's my daddy moment.
0: Like a, like a Jerry Springer moment? Yes.
1: <laughs> well, they could have hashed it out. I mean, they could have fought. Like a, That could have been like a mini fight scene.
0: For sure. I'm with you. The movie could have used more conflict. If it just feels a little light on real drama. Because Sophie Turner's not bringing it. And it's all about her. Yeah. And having that as a secondary plot line would definitely add some more intrigue. You know, I mean, that's something for fans who have been following. Uh, yeah, they should have followed through with that.
1: And my second pet peeve was Jennifer Lawrence just phoned it in. (laughs) Like she's she not good in these is movies not she's not good in these movies. she did not bring it she just it it was very clear that she only wanted to do this movie because she had a contract to finish it out
0: oh, apparently her contract was up and she did this as a favor to simon kimberg uh, you know apparently the cast really kind of got behind him this was his directorial debut that's what i've heard apparently her contract was up she could have walked away she she did this as a favor
1: well, I mean... He she, did her
0: no favors.
1: So Mystique... <laughs> so Mystique dies. Yep. In this movie. And like so, what, WTF, because who who plays her in, in, in the older... Rebecca Romaine. Rebecca Romaine. Yep. How can you like completely discredit those older movies like that by just killing her off our character. I don't get it. I don't understand it.
0: It's an alternate timeline. Because of the time travel and Days of Future Past, they created an alternate timeline. I don't know why they went this route. It seemed like they closed the loop. Like we created a coherent universe now, right? Yeah. That's that's what I thought. Like it all, I mean, it all more or less lined up until we keep going after Days of Future Past. Uh, Logan would have been the perfect send off. Yeah, and in my in my head, that's it. Like Logan, Logan's where it start, where where it all stops.
1: <laughs> e- even if Jennifer Lawrence did this movie as a favor, I mean, okay, she she got paid, so let's let's not pretend right. like it wasn't. She's not doing charity. I didn't
0: say she was doing charity work. I mean, she's helping a but, buddy. I mean,
1: out. <laughs> you know, she she phoned it in. She's, she, she's not good. She's not well, good I mean, in these I movies. I don't think that she was given lines in, in these movies that were...
0: She does have that one line kind of early on uh, where she says, like, you know, the women have been saving the men around here. Maybe we should that call That was it,
1: good. Yeah. I,
0: I, a, good, a, a good line.
1: ex-woman.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, a good line. Again, I mean, written by a man. So, I mean, it's... <laughs> when it, when it's written by a man, I mean, maybe a little pandering. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, that's another thing. Like, all of these movies... All these movies have been directed by white dudes. Half of them have been sex offenders. This is a series about uh, feeling different, about you know struggling to fit in. This is a series that could use some fresh perspective yeah. behind the scenes. And I'm not usually like pushing that. I, yeah. I mean, it's I I usually don't care much about who's behind the camera. Just no, make but, a good movie.
1: Maybe some fresh blood. Somebody. This one could really
0: use it, like that's a fresh take. Never
1: had experience on X Men movies before, either as a writer or anything. Just. Uh, a new director just coming in and kind of shaking things up a little would have worked out very well.
0: It would have been nice. And yeah. then,
1: so is so my my other th- question is, so is Jean now gone because she turns into the phoenix at the end?
0: That's a, at the the final shot. She's like a phoenix up in the sky. Yeah, I think she can come back in human form. I'm not like a comic expert. You'd have to ask a comic expert, but I believe. I mean, eh, that's a good question.
1: Because, the, I mean, that's another thing. Like, did, I think she
0: can. I mean, it's comic fantasy. She can do whatever she <laughs>
1: wants. <laughs> well, and then I'm thinking that they could probably bring back Mystique if they go back in time again.
0: This is why I'm not not, I mean, not big on time travel. Well, and, and, and
1: that's kind, <laughs> kind of, of like the, the crazy thing with Avengers and, you know, all of that. I guess my next, the next step for X-Men would be for them to join the Marvel Universe. I think that's the only thing that's really gonna like saw are like,
0: you know, these movies, boost
1: the ratings of the next X-Men movie, because this one is bombed so bad, they're gonna have to partner up with the Avengers.
0: Disney now owns Fox. So Disney can can now presumably use these characters. And I believe, you know, Kevin Feige, who's running the MCU. Uh, I believe that's, I mean, who knows how long it'll take. But eventually, we'll see the X-Men worked into yeah. the MCU in, in some form. And these characters They'll Be recast Wolverine, yeah, and yeah, so on. Uh, but yeah, this current run, I believe it's about done. It de- definitely feels about done.
1: <laughs> well, and and
0: and except for the Deadpool then, films, I mean, they're still yeah, going. I
1: mean, but that's the thing, too. I think the only person that was legitimately trying to act, I mean, I think was a little bit James McAvoy. But-
0: I think McAvoy and Fassbender they come out okay. There's a scene where Fassbender he and Sophie Turner they're like wrestling with this helicopter in the air, yeah, and he is he's going like.
1: Oh he, yeah, he's full like, on metal.
0: Full like fully committed. Yeah. Like, I mean like his face is shaking, like he is I was laughing. But I admire yeah. he showed up that day like I'm gonna he did I'm gonna sh- give it everything. He showed I got. up
1: that day. So like <laughs> I like
0: Michael Fassbender.
1: He, like, yeah. holy shit, like these these characters and these actors and, and they, I deserve guess, I, they deserve better.
0: They deserve this. better than this. They deserve
1: better than this, and they deserve better writing. They deserve better directing than what they were given
0: so yeah this is this is a pretty big wipeout I, uh, honestly it's been for my money kind of a bad year so far for like comic book like like the big comic book films we've had like five of them and i would see like two maybe like Endgame and shazam have been pleasant yeah. and entertaining i mean the rest <laughs> like you got you got like captain marvel or, uh, you got like hellboy which is like a trash fire oh there's this. venom Venom was last year.
1: Oh, was that last year?
0: Yeah, and then this. So it's we've got like three real dogs, and then like two that are okay. (laughs) I hope like Spider Man is okay. Spider Man.
1: Hopefully, Spider Man's gonna be good. Hopefully. I mean, fingers crossed with that. Sure.
0: (laughs) But yeah, this was this was abysmal. (laughs) What 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 grade would you give this?
1: Oh my god, a a C minus. Yeah, I'll
0: give it like a D plus. Yeah. It's 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 the worst x-men movie because it's the dullest yeah like i'll take like a movie like x-men origins wolverine Uh, i mean you got like gambit in that movie played by taylor kitsch i mean there's a lot of will i am is in that movie there's a lot of nutty stuff going on in the right mindset you can watch that movie and make fun of it if this movie doesn't welcome that because it's so serious it's so somber it's not having fun at all um is this a good date movie
1: (laughs) no i mean not not at all i mean
0: I was I was pretty bored. I was I was struggling to yeah. like focus and stay awake on this. It, it, the energy is so low, uh, behind the camera and in front of the camera.
1: I, I definitely agree. It's
0: a bad, not it, a good it just, date. It movie. It was
1: not a good date movie. Not a good anytime there movie. There was no, I mean, nothing good about this movie. I can really, <laughs> really say.
0: Except for you know the end train scene, which is it just kind of comes out of nowhere, surprisingly solid that kind of that's the one thing that makes it hard to just completely write off but uh yeah this series has seen better days yeah it would have been better streaming could you imagine a movie like jessica chastain james mcavoy uh jennifer lawrence like just go straight to
1: streaming <laughs> i i couldn't it would, yeah it would have
0: to be really bad
1: and it was like like this <laughs>
0: That's Dark Phoenix, directed by Simon Kimberg. You can find more episodes of this show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're on Twitter, at DN movie Podcast, And you can also email us at date night movie podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Patrick.
1: And I'm Ashley.
0: Thanks for listening.
1: See ya!